0: Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. Fight back against annoying household messes with CLR Clear. CLR Clear is tough on dirt and grime all around your home, and we're not just talking about calcium, lime, and rust. They have an entire lineup of cleaning products for your kitchen, bathroom, garage, and more. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. CLR Clear. Fight the clean fight. Eileen Fisher designs simple clothes to make your life easier timeless pieces and high quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and more positive impact in the world. Visit EileenFisher.com and use offer code girlfriend to receive $25 off your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com offer code girlfriend for $25 off. Welcome to call your girlfriend. A podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Anne Friedman. And I'm Aminatu So. And every other week, we'll be bringing you a special phone a friend episode between either Aminatu or me and one of our rad pals.
1: Hey, Anne. So this
0: week, I called up Tavi Gevinson. Oh my God, I'm like having a fangirl fainting moment over here. I mean,
1: it was, it was great. She is truly delightful. We talked about a lot of stuff, including the rookie yearbook four. if you don't own it, you should
0: go out and buy it immediately. All of the yearbooks. It's like how you signal to like other women and girls that, you know, what's up. It's like a, it's a, it's, a, it's a hallmark. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. But, you know, and it's like and the yearbook is growing up, too, which is which is great. And so Tavi and I talked a lot about that, about like growing up and. Peeking in on teen life when you're no longer a teen. And, you know, I really wish that Rookie had been around when I was a teenager. uh, Especially, I I feel that way every time I'm reading Rookie. But I think that this yearbook really brought that home for me. And, you know, to say that we're not the target demographic is to be really charitable about it. But the truth is that we're not alone. There's a huge reason that so many grown-ass women that we love, love that website. And Tavi is really the heart and soul of that, and she's so generous with how she really chooses to showcase other people's work, and um, you know, and with her time and with her thoughts. And I was really, I was really glad I got to chat with her about it. Hi, Tommy. Hey, what's up? Not much. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me. This is so fun. Oh my gosh, it's already so fun. (laughs) So, I did a Gmail search for your email in my inbox, and our first email ever. Was you telling me that I'd won a Rodarte for Target mustard cardigan on your blog? No fucking way! (laughs) You want to know the funny part? That's literally the only contest I've ever entered, and I was so stressed out about it, I had to talk to my therapist about it for a while. I was like, I don't do contests, but I would really like this cardigan. Oh my God. I'm freaking out. That is a real throwback. That is like, Um, it's such a serious throwback because also there was like an insane snowstorm in DC. So the cardigan got lost and I had to sheepishly email you back and go, Hi, uh, there's snow. The cardigan never showed up and you fixed it.
2: Oh my God. I just, I'm like so flattered that you read my blog and participated. What was the contest? Was it, like, it was obviously for the Rodarte for Target?
1: It was probably some sort of caption. I'm not even going to embarrass you by telling you how much I, like, Style Rookie was so important to me. I think that I I will come out, like, the most embarrassed on that side of the conversation, but it was, like, a big deal to me. I guess... Well, we can just get into
2: it. Like, why not go deep? Because go it's deep. already a slumber party. But it's super easy to sometimes be like, is this all just like a, a fluke? Because I was like doing something at a very young age, whether or not it was actually good. Yeah. So that's super nice to hear. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, so I just saw you on Scream Queens. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like your outfit is serving Rosemary's baby realness. That was That's like very exciting to watch.
2: I mean, I have often fantasized about like hiring someone simply to crystallize this moment in my life with this haircut and some kind of Rosemary's baby fashion through documentation. So it was great that that worked out.
1: Yeah, no, your haircut is so legit right now. I was watching The Apartment right before we started talking, mm-hmm. and Shirley McLean's haircut is obviously real, but there's also this, like, great line in it, you know, when somebody asks her, like, what happened to your hair? And she's like, it made me nervous, so I chopped it off. And I was like, <gasps> yes. Wow. I'll probably have to keep it this way forever. Yeah, no, it's uh, having short hair is the best. So I'm reading the rookie style, uh, the rookie yearbook, Obvi, it's so overwhelming. There's so much advice in it. It's so, so, so uh, good. Okay. One of the things that Anne wanted me to ask you is that as you kind of move out of that, you know, the explicitly move out of the rookie like demographic, how's your view of teenage women and what they want and need for media? Like, how is that changing?
2: Yeah, I like already feel like a creep for following teenagers on Twitter. Not because I'm like so much older and sophisticated, but because I just feel like, I very much want this to feel like it belongs to them. Like I never, ever use meme language because I feel so herbish. (laughs) I feel like such a fraud. So yeah, I think like when I started it, I felt really strongly about having the space where like I could work out stuff I was going through and other people could do the same. And now I feel more really passionately about giving that space to the girls I meet on the road, on, at our book events or who write into us or who I, I follow online feeling like a creep. And I kind of feel like with my stuff, I mean, some of it's really universal. Like there's a reason why adults read rookie. And there are certain things that I still feel like I can work out in my editor's letters. And I love having that exercise every month. And then I i don't know, I've been working on something all year that I don't know what it will become. And I don't ever really want it to end. But it's a really long piece of writing. And it feels not meant for rookie. But I feel good about finding people who who are closer to that experience. Yeah. I feel like I forgot high school as soon as I left. And I don't really want to relive it. And as much as like, insecurity and anxiety and depression are still parts of my life and I feel comfortable talking about those things. I don't remember what it's like really to go to school every day and have all of the complicated feelings about it.
1: Yeah, it's amazing that you talk about that like you know that weird creepiness of looking in because I think that's how I felt reading your blog a long time ago. And I think that's why I, what I appreciate about the yearbook so much, right, is that Even though it's a space for teens, there's so much for me in it. I mean, I'm not that much older than you, but it's still, I just, I feel like it's a great way to peek in. It's like all of the teens, I like kind of stalk on the internet and try not to invade their spaces. I'm like, yes, they've produced a thing I can read now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I feel like, well, we always joke in the office that we're like the only people where it's okay for us to literally, like there's this illustrator we're obsessed with um you should follow her on instagram lucia.land oh i follow her hello oh my gosh so good connected she's amazing and she came to our seattle event i was like who is this extremely poised confident girl in the front row asking all these questions and then she was like i met her at the signing after and she's like i don't know if you remember but i came to a rookie event when i was 10 and i cried because i was so nervous but she's so talented but she's 12 and legally we can't work with anyone under 13, and we, like, have it on our calendar for when she turns 13. <laughs> this is a But basically, we're just like, we're the only people where this
1: isn't creepy. Yeah, you're like a Law & Order SVU episode waiting to happen. It's gonna be... Seriously. It's gonna be great. Oh, man. Speaking of Law <laughs> & Order, what are you watching on TV right now that you love?
2: Let's see. Weekly, I really only watch, well, Scream Queens and Bob's Burgers. I try not to yes. watch a lot of TV... Because I like I live alone. And I'm like, if I start binge watching anything, then I'll just never stop.
1: And you'll never leave the house. Yes, that's the danger of living alone. The pleasure of living alone is that you can walk around with no pants in your house. The danger of living alone is that you'll want to do that for the rest of your life.
2: Um, the danger of living alone is that I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I had like weird chest pains and I was like, oh my God, they're going to find my body like days <laughs> later. And then I like started a Charlie Chaplin movie and I was like, this isn't helping. And that's the danger. Of yeah, I know. I had a roommate. I could be like, wake up, be with me.
1: But, I know. Yeah. I, in the middle of the night, the alarm, uh, I moved into this new house and the alarm just went off for no reason. Or maybe I like sleptwalk and and touched it. But long story short, the fire department showed up. Oh my God. At like three o'clock in the morning and I'm wearing like literally only like flip flops and a Beyonce t shirt. And I have to (laughs) and I have to tell these men that the house is in fact not on fire. And I don't know what's going on. And I think they just looked at me and they were like, likely story. So do you sleepwalk? I don't think so. But I like, don't know. I don't know what set off the alarm. My brother sleepwalks. And so that's why now I'm paranoid about it. I'm just like, oh, my God, maybe it's genetic. And everybody in my family is doing it. And we're all weirdos. We sleepwalked all the way to your home. Um, it's so ridiculous. Um, who is your favorite Bob's Burger character? Um, I think Gene. I mean obviously. He's so he's so delightful. I wish th- he's like the perfect model for every man I know. I was like please learn from Gene.
2: Yeah, totally comfortable with his masculinity, sexuality, femininity. It's like a very sex posy show.
1: It is very sex posy. Uh you know one TV show that I think we both liked was um Parenthood on NBC. Yes. I had so many strong feelings about that show. I I made a rule not to go on Twitter to talk about it because it was, it just got like a little too emotional sometimes.
2: Wow. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you're like, I don't need to let people in to this part of me.
1: Yes. You're like, I sit at home and watch this and cry every week. And, yeah. uh, and it makes me want to live in Berkeley and have a ginormous family.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, that's why, I mean, I played Hattie's girlfriend in one episode. And then just made her my best friend in real
1: life. Uh, She is, she yeah. seems wonderful in real life and miss you, Hattie, forever.
2: I know. No, I'm like obsessed with Sarah. It's so cool to be obsessed with someone you're friends with and not like someone you yearn after on like Twitter, like a celeb <laughs> uh, or like me following Rihanna Files because she wore an amazing outfit
1: last night out in la oh my god so 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 good yeah no sarah is definitely i love how i'm calling her by her first name like i'm familiar yeah, with her friend. i just low-key obsessed i think that she is somebody very special. And okay. I want to see her on everything in television all the time.
2: I know. She writes too. She's writing while I know. she wrote something. I want, yeah, I just want her to make everything. I want to write something for her. She just like makes me laugh a lot. And I also can text her. We text each other through our spirals, which is cool and healthy, I think. So that's yeah. the
1: best. Okay. Posy vibes in the universe for us. <laughs> yeah. So she, so everything comes for her. Every generation has its challenges. Some would say that's the reason for its progress. It might start with a small act of kindness or a big idea that changes everything. It can come from the tiniest voice or the voice of a generation. Or it could come from me. I mean, not too. I am one of six change-making women featured in Eileen Fisher's Good Goes On campaign this spring. The campaign highlights women empowering women, the importance of sustainability, and the power of good design. Eileen started in 1984 with the idea that simple clothes can make life easier. And after spending a day on set wearing a super comfortable ultra chic jumpsuit, I think she's really on to something. As a company, Eileen Fisher believes doing well by doing good, and that's reflected in the way their clothes are made timeless styles and quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and a more positive impact on the world. It was a real honor to be featured in this campaign and meet the other women making a difference in their community. I've been a longtime Eileen Fisher fan, so this was a dream come true for me. You can visit EileenFisher.com and use the offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off of your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. I know that you also like to get your aura red, mm, mm-hmm. and uh, I got mine red for the first time last week, and it was kind of absurd slash delightful, because I went in a little bit of a hater and came out like true believer in the end. Wow. Well, it's only because my aura turned out to be silver, which is the color of abundance. <gasps> You know, I was like, I've never heard
2: of a silver aura. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, silver. And the woman was like, this is the color of abundance. You're shiny and bright. And I was like, sold, 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 sold. I want physical. I want physical wealth. I want spiritual wealth. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm in. I'm in. Wait, did you get a photo of it or was it just a reading? It was just a reading. Okay. I could I could not commit to a photo, but now I want to go back because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the only thing I want to Instagram now is
2: so yeah.
1: shiny aura. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, I've gotten it done so many times now and it is interesting to see the progression and I have totally been like, oh yeah, that like totally my aura turned green after like that breakup because he was toxic. Like I uh, can totally assign whatever 100%. meaning to it.
1: That's amazing. How is living in New York? I moved to San Francisco and I miss New York with every part of my body.
2: I miss New York even when I'm here. I think it's just like uh, this constant (laughs) state of want that is like inherent to living here. I love it so much. Yeah, I live in the the West
1: Village. And it's the best. What's your favorite place to eat?
2: I really like the Russ and Daughters restaurant. Yes, that's Russ nice. Russ and Daughters cafe or whatever.
1: It's so good. Jen Snow is just like a genius, so it's perfect.
2: Is that like the, the chef?
1: No, Jen Snow is like the Russ and Daughters yenta. Um, if you don't know her in New York, you should know her. She makes all of the vibes possible there, and she's a delightful human being.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Yes, I'm going to make her my mom. I also kind of have a role I mean I don't totally live by it, but I try to only hang out with like older people who have kids. <laughs> it's like everyone else here is like sort of insane. Um, I just try to find people to adopt me.
1: Yeah, no, it's very grounding and loving. Are you listening to anything that you love right now? I must admit I'm listening to Justin Bieber's purpose and um I've been a believer since day one, but I know that a lot of people are born again believers.
2: Wow. Um, I don't know enough about his most recent incarnation. I did see Never Say Never opening weekend in 3D in Times Square.
1: Oh my god. And then so again, insane.
2: in the dentist chair.
1: It's the best um, documentary ever made, I think. I was really shocked it was not nominated for an Oscar.
2: Yeah, it's, you see his parents, his upbringing. But I feel like I've just been listening I mean, the new Missy Elliott song and video.
1: It was worth waiting 10 years for her to do whatever it was that she was doing.
2: Did you see her tweet that was like,
1: I'm crying. I didn't realize how much you miss me. Yes. So I (sighs) printed, I like a printout of that. And it's always, and it's always on my desk because it made my heart hurt that Missy Elliott didn't know how much we loved her. That's kind of what I I want a lot more of my internet presence to be. Just delightful, Mm. just delightful affirmations all the time and telling people that I love how much I love them. Because it's so, it's so cliche, right? You're like, yes, life is very short. Tell the people that you love that you love them. You just have to do it sometimes.
2: Yeah. And you have to like, I've, oh, you know what I have been listening to a lot? Joni Mitchell's Court and Spark. Oh my God. And like every day, I'm like tempted to tweet multiple lyrics, and then I'm, which I have done. It's like such a masterpiece. I'm like, there should be a parade in honor of it for no reason. And then I just like get freaked out because I'm like, there are so many things like this that I'm not
1: learning about all the time, and you could never um, see it all. So real. You know, since we're ladies and I wanted to talk about this, I think that you, I read an interview with you where recently you said some really smart things about my number one pet peeve, which is when reporters ask celebrities about whether they're a feminist. Oh my God. And it's such an annoying question for many reasons. One, it just says more about the reporter than it actually says about the person on the other end. Two, it's like a question that they always exclusively ask women. And three, when somebody says something crazy, like, no, I'm not a feminist, I I don't believe in harming animals, they never correct the person on what feminism actually is. So it's just like a combo, garbage, like really unfair interview question, I think.
2: I mean, even thinking about your fave, Justin Bieber, I remember one of his first, I feel like it was the first Rolling Stone cover story after he became like kind of sexy, like, he. I think he maybe he was shirtless, he was, like, trying to get there, and they asked him if he believed in abortion, and it was like, why? <laughs> like, you're just setting him up to sound like an idiot, and that's not something any of us need to know anyways. Like, why would you even ask him that? I feel like most of it comes out of my frustration, where I'm just like, there's no reason why a celebrity should be unproblematic. And look, I'm an ambitious person, but, like, people who... Not to be like everyone sells their soul, but yeah. it's just like, there's, if anything, there's more reason why they should be problematic. Just because it, the kind of mixture of chemicals it takes to like be a world-famous pop star, not necessarily an empathic worldview. Yeah. It's so interesting because I'm reading this book called Gods Like Us that Sarah told me to read. And it's about the roots of celebrity and movie stardom. I'm getting super like grandpa now, but (laughs) um, when movies switched over to talkies from silent films, they, a lot of actors couldn't make the transition because their voice just, it wasn't right. And now everything has to check out. And that just doesn't make sense to me because I don't see why someone who's an entertainer should also be a feminist or an activist or, yeah, of no, it's it like they are.
1: Yeah, it's but... like the whole game is rigged. Right. And we mm-hmm. just a lot of my friends make a lot of fun of me because they say that I'm such a celebrity defender. But mm-hmm. I really am. I think that we we never give people the opportunity to kind of be their full selves. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, some of these people are protected by insane piles of money, but it doesn't mean that they're not human. It doesn't mean right. that. We have to snoop into their lives, or or not treat them like they're like they're real people. So, mm-hmm. as much as you know, I'm like I don't want to hear what like person X Y Z thinks about like I don't know serious topic X Y Z. It doesn't like diminish who they are. So it really, I don't know. I'm a, yeah. I'm a celebrity apologist for days. When when no, I am when oh, I am no. king, <laughs> when, when I'm king, we'll stop <laughs> posting pictures of their children online. It just oh drives God. me uh, up of the wall.
2: Right. Well, I think that, I guess that's what grosses me out about the, are you a feminist question? To me, it's like in the same family as posting pictures of their children in that it is about an obsession with celebrity and wanting to understand how much of this person is authentic and whatever, more than it is about feminism. I just think it's dangerous to confuse that with activism. Like, I think it's great. I think a lot of celebrities have learned from getting called out on the internet, but
1: I don't know. Maybe I just feel some fatigue. I know there's definitely fatigue to it. Obviously feminism is for everyone. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Bell Hooks. (laughs) But you know, there's also this, a lot of like deeper aspect of the praxis, right? Where it's like, no, actually feminism is also political and it's also Mm -hmm. economical and all these things. And surely I'm not going to expect anybody to tell me what their whole life philosophy is in one soundbite. Like, you know, we're smarter Mm -hmm. readers and watchers than that. So if anything, I want somebody to start asking the reporters, I'm like, are you a feminist? What are you doing to further the feminist agenda?
2: (laughs) Right, I know. Because it's not that I'm against calling people out. Like, I think that's important, but I think it's like a cheap, I think something like, are you a feminist? Like asking Shailene Woodley that, and it's just like, nope.
1: Yeah, who cares? As somebody who like deeply loves the internet, one of the things that makes me so sad is that, and I'm so glad that I was born when I was born, I guess, is Mm -hmm. because we don't give people room to grow anymore and to like kind of have different ideas and to... I think about even, like, who I was last year. I just feel that every year I become less and less of a piece of shit human. And and that's, like, the privilege of getting older and just, like, Uh. having a little bit more perspective and wisdom. And, you know, and I feel that the internet just doesn't let people do that. I'm like, no, sometimes people, like, think ridiculous things and they're so wrong. But guess what? Like... It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We're, we're all on a journey, as Mary J. Blige says, so it's fine. Yes, we are. Okay, before we go, I'm going to ask you two things. Tell me, like, well, I'm going to ask you one thing. Tell me two delightful things in your life right now, or things that you're enjoying, or liking, or anything.
2: Right now, I'm sitting at my desk. Love my desk, because
1: it's clean. And... It's fall in New York right now. It's cliched, but like, it's so lovely. It is really lovely. God, I miss having seasons. Um, What are your feelings about winter and how do you self-care?
2: Ooh, okay. Um, Winter, I actually like because it's really cozy. Like, I think it's pretty natural for me to kind of spend hours inside and lose track of time anyways. But sometimes... I'm like, oh, no, I'm actually just depressed. Um, (laughs) Same, same. For self-care, then I, this is a a luxury, but I see a therapist and I'm medicated year round. I guess in the winter, I mean, writing is self-care for me and making sure I have
1: time to do that and tune other things out. I texted my therapist that I was talking to today because he like he, he's my healthiest relationship I have, I think.
2: I feel that way about my therapist.
1: And, and his daughter is a rookie, so he was very excited. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I lo- lo- the rookies, they're everywhere. It's my favorite thing in the whole entire world. They're just everywhere. It's like I know all these African rookies and they are so amazing also. Oh my gosh. What a lovely thing to hear. Take it on world tour. Take it on a world tour. It's going to be the That's the best. goal. Uh, I am rooting for you all the time, Tavi. Thank you so Thank much you. for talking to me today.
2: Thank you for calling me and tell Anne I say hi and that I love Call Your Girlfriend.
1: Yes. Call Your Girlfriend loves you back. Have the most <laughs> wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye.
0: All right. You can find us many places on the internet, on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. You can download our show on the ACAST app or on iTunes, where it would be awesome if you left us a review. You can also tweet at us at callyrgf or email us at callyrgf at gmail.com. And you can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714681CYGF. This podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. Gina! Gina! <laughs> <laughs>